Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. That's Eric. That's AJ. I'm Rudo. We are answering some listener questions today, so it should be a, a fun show. We might get into some interesting topics. We might get into, uh, I don't know. Some, some uninteresting topics. I mean... That's that, all y'all for. Yeah, that's on yeah. y'all for asking boring questions at that point. <laughs> if that's what happens, I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. Uh I don't know. It, it should be interesting. I was expecting more questions about the season, given how close we were. So yeah, we no, because that, that many usually mailbags have that that cadence to them, yeah. that, that kind of rhythm where it's like at the start of the summer, it's all free agency and draft and trades and all that, and then through the summer, it's just like predict a year into the future, and yep. then after that, it's the start of the season, and then we talk about the deadline for four straight months. Yep, <laughs> that is love the how deadline. That's what everyone wants to know. It's yeah. always who's the next trade? Who's yeah. the next? You think you think thing? teams start talking about deadlines early? We start talking about the deadline like the third week of the season. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I think the deadline's like every day for those guys. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're just trying to get, and and sometimes it takes that long. You know, mm. people think it's like Xbox, right? You just click on it and then you make a trade, and it's like, oh, it's done. Yeah, it oh, the bar months. filled up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a great deal. It takes time. It takes time. Uh, I do want to start with this question that has has kind of been the topic of the last month or so in the offseason. Nikolai Kovalenko, obviously Igor Larionov saying he thinks Kovalenko should be a top six player in Denver. Uh, A lot of chatter about a strong start for him in the KHL. What what is a realistic expectation for Kovalenko this year when he comes over in March, April, whenever it is? I mean, I just think after an entire KHL season, you know, KHL season starts a lot earlier than the NHL season. So he will be playing competitive hockey for a a long time by the time he gets here. I just think I'm not saying he can't be a top six guy. I'm saying it's after the deadline. It's after it's after an entire season. They'll know what they have in Ryan Johansson, Ross Colton and Jonathan Duran. Like, I just don't see. I just don't see where that's the right fit. If he gets here and plays his way into it, kind of the way Arturi Lekkonen did. Great. Like, that's a great thing for you. You love that. Is that a reasonable ask for immediately? I don't think so. And that's, like, we can have that. that that's a conversation I think would make a lot more sense going into the start of next season. I agree. Depending on how well he shows and depending on what the status of Gabe Landeskog is. Those, all those things, like... But as of right now, they've, they're top six. They've got the guys that they want for their top six. The, obviously, we have to see if those work, you know, with Jonathan Duran, Ryan well, Johansson, and, and, and even on then, the outside, Ross there's Colton. a likely chance that they do answer those questions at the deadline if they're not and that's, already answered. If they don't, you don't take the chance that, oh, Nikolai Kovalenko, you, you say, sure, Kovalenko's going to come in and be one of the wingers on our roster. Yeah. But you're not, not going out and getting a guy at a deadline that you think might be able to help you in your top six. You're just not doing that because you're such a believer. This is not Kale McCarr coming in, you know, after yeah. his college season. And where you being know like, he's the truth. Yeah. Right, where you, you're like, this guy's going to be in our top four, and then we're going to see how this goes. We're planning on this guy having a big role because we have a transcendent player here. We have a very special one. That, I think, is a really big ask for Kovalenko. I think it's completely fair to say he should be somewhere in the top nine. If he comes in and he's just a fourth line guy, I think it's a mild disappointment. But also, I will say, just keep in mind, he will have been playing hockey for a long time by the time he gets here. Yep. There's going to be a little bit of extra wear and tear on him that's not there on the other guys, which maybe the Avs just wait. Maybe he gets here and they give him a week to practice with the team or something to to get acclimated. But I I don't think that the role will be that large right away. Yeah, I agree. And I think that it's more like when you draft a kid, right? It's on projection, right? Unless yeah. you you just called it like Makar, you know exactly. Yeah, you know again, those are those are special. Those are elite yep. players. Those right? are really yeah. rare cases where guys come in and do that. Anything else you draft is on projection. So so Kovalenko, there's a couple things for me that jumps in my face. It's it's a known commodity in the sense that they know his dad, right? You yeah. know what I mean. So yeah. and that's a big thing, right? For people that don't know, he used to be, uh, you know. Uh, actually played for the avalanche mm-hmm. right was part of wa trade and uh nhl player for many years and and alexi gusarov um you know uh, obviously former avs works in uh you know uh, in russia for for the avs and so there's, there's a little bit of a a known commodity you kind of know 
the, the, the kid, you know, his potential, you know, his, you know, preparation. Uh, obviously, Larianov, you know, representing him will tell you, like, you know, that, which is normal. I mean, you want to, you know, push your client and, and yeah. put him in the, in the best uh, way for him to succeed. But if you look at Kovalenko, I think the Avs are doing the right thing. Right. If you go by the rules, I'm a little rusty on my rules right now. So, you know, don't, you know, but again, you're signing him. He's a draft pick. Therefore, he's mm-hmm. allowed to play unlike, you know, Ben Myers, right, as a free agent can't play yeah. in the playoffs. Right. So you're protecting yourself right there with an asset. Like you said, that's coming over. Is he going to be tired when he's coming over? Maybe. Um, but I always say until you play in the NHL, you don't know what you have. Yeah. Yep. And um, go back to Vegas. You know, uh, their inaugural season, that's all they talked about. This They, they signed Shipachev or Shipachev, whatever his name oh, is. Oh, yeah, uh, Vadim Shipachev. He was like, I remember, the, that. remember that? And he's the Sidney Crosby of Russia. Oh, and he was he's awesome. going to be so good. And good, he lasted three weeks. Uh, awesome player in Russia. He was. And I'm not downplaying the KHL, yeah. saying, but the NHL is the best league in the world. And then he came over and couldn't adapt. It's a, it's There's a, a lot of point barrier. per game guys in the KHL yeah. that come back Look, to North America I, and just can't do it. I tweeted this out the other day. That's a league that's getting dominated by Mikhail Grigorenko. Like, right. Who I, had I, two kicks. The can in North America directly could not hack it with this abs core, and, and then again when he came back, and, and, and it's a question of fit, right? And yep. it should be on Vegas. It was not a fit, and he went back. And he's like, "This, this is not for me. It's a language. It's, it's a different country for those guys." And it's like North American guys going to Russia. It's different. It's mm-hmm. tough, and sometimes they just can't adjust, and yeah. and, and and they don't just not comfortable, or their significant other is not comfortable, and the kids are not, you know. So at the end of the day, like who knows? This guy's a younger guy; he's a little different than Shibisha, obviously. Yeah. But who knows how he's gonna be? And then sometimes you you find that guy, and you're like, man, we were right. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. it gives him, like you said, like a little bit of a something in their back pocket. You know, there's always yeah. injuries. Knock on wood. You know, you don't want guys to get hurt, but you know, that gives him something to to look at, definitely. And obviously, it sounds like that's the path that they're gonna be taking, right? Is to come, you know. Taking all the steps, whether mm-hmm. it's the team or the player or the agent, you know. So it'll be interesting to see. It'll be fun to watch. And the brilliance of what they did was that, and, and the solution that they came up with was signing him when they did. Yep. Because had He's they waited, for everything now, had yeah. it had they waited for him to end of the season to sign him, he would have had his birthday, and then he would have signed, and he would have been on a one year ELC. Yep. And he would have. The ELC would have started the day he signed, and, and, and it would have, would have burned a week at the end of the season, <laughs> yeah. and they would have no real feel for it, and they would be in that situation that uh, you get into sometimes with some of those late-season guys where yep. you know you don't have a lot, and then you have to turn around and give him a new contract, and maybe he That's wants right. a little bit of whatever. And when they signed him, because he was still the age he was, they got he got the two-year ELC, which will start this year when he comes across. It will burn. And it and will have that year left. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, they will have him under contract next season at a fixed cost that they know what that number is exactly going into the off season where they can plan for him. Yep. So I would say all the hype, especially with Evan tweeting about him every day, <laughs> all the hype um, about Kovalenko is earned. He has yep. done nothing but get better in Russia. Uh, he is a bull in a china shop. He's a he's not very big, but he's it's, really smart and he's real tough. That that's the one reason I would say, hey, he might be beat up a little bit when he yes. gets here. Is his style of play very much is that physical run into stuff until it breaks style. Yeah, he's a really he's a tough kid, and I I think you know this is all a long winded way just to say we don't know. Yeah, but. It, like I, I always want to pump the brakes on those expectations for guys to come in and just if he comes in and tears it up, that's a huge win for the Avalanche. If he comes in and is just solid, it's still that's a pretty still, big win. Yeah, right. Like yeah. that's a really valuable and especially when you look at last year where the depth let them down so badly in the postseason, giving them and coming after the deadline, it's almost like having a free deadline acquisition that you know you're getting. You know, hey, this guy's going to be healthy. He's going to come across. He's going to join our NHL team. We don't have to pay a pick. We don't have to do anything other than Cap just say, not really a come problem. on in, big yep. dog. Like, it's it's a good situation for them to be in and one that they can kind of work around. Um, but, yes, it is a uh, – I, I always want to pump the brakes on those expectations. The NHL is the best league in the uh, in the <laughs> world for a reason. And they're – I, to my memory, there isn't a lengthy track record of guys coming from the KHL and jumping into the NHL right away. Same year is very rare. yeah, because yeah. it's normally the off season. You know that that's when that's when you know KHL free agents can sign a little bit early sometimes, and like 
they they that's you know and then and then we'll see how it is the ne- at the start of the next year they've had five months off or whatever. Yep. I couldn't come up with a time that I could recall a player coming from the KHL straight into an NHL season, let alone doing it and being like a real impact guy. So I just want to, I just want to, and I'm going to do this all year. We should pump the brakes on his expectations in Denver right away. Mm -hmm. Um, The next season, a year from today, we can really start to have that conversation depending on what we see and what the team looks like, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, for, for the immediate, yeah, I would say we should probably chill. And what I'm optimistic about is the bloodlines, you know. So I think it makes your adaptation a little quicker, uh, you know. It again, certainly knows what it takes. You know what I mean? It knows what it takes. His dad's yeah. right there. He's, he went from Russia to North America and had a lengthy career in the NHL. And and you're right. He is a tank. Like his dad was a tank. He had that <laughs> that Russian, you know, that Jofa bucket there. And then he just he was just like a square piece, and he just went. And the legs were this big, and so it sounds like he's uh, he's from the same mold. So yeah. interesting to see. Yeah, I'm exactly the kind of guy that you would like to have in a postseason series too. Uh, a skilled yeah. guy, but yeah, one oh, that yeah. can beat he you up a little built bit for the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. one that's going to give them another physical element. Yeah. I mean, you put him on the right side in theory next to Miles Wood and Ross Colton on a third and line. They just- fly and around zipping into stuff and yeah <laughs> like it is a it is a real like it's not hard to, to look at it on paper and say well that's kind of fun <laughs> so you know i think that is going to be uh, one of the storylines of the season do you want to move forward here comment about jake sanderson's new deal in chat i love believers it. i love yeah? it okay I was worried how the offense would translate for Jake Sanderson, but I was never worried about his defense, and I was never worried about his skating. Um, he is uh, he is exactly the kind of prototype of the defenseman that teams are dying to get their hands on today. Um, and I think that his offense will, will be good enough that it won't look like a major outlier. Certainly over the course of eight years, I think for the first two years, it's You're probably a little rich. Sure. But that's how these deals work. You get two years where the guy's probably not worth that money and six years where he's a great value for you. Yep. And with the way the defenseman contracts are on the verge of going way up. Locking it in. Locking him in at eight right now is definitely high. Eight years from now, I, 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 I think. probably a steal. Yeah. I think two years from today, we'll probably be looking at the Sanderson contract like, what a deal. You know how good that makes me feel about Kale's contract? No. <laughs> oh, I mean his contract is unbelievable. So I don't know. I don't know that Devon Taves' market is is moved too much by Sanderson. They're on complete opposite yeah. ends of the age spectrum. There are RFA years, UFA years. I thought I think Devon Taves is getting eight million already. So I don't think this changes that math. But uh I, I don't think that they are like when they go into negotiations. I don't think that Devontae's his agent is going to be like, but Jake no. Sanderson got eight. Like they're just totally yeah. different situations. They are not comparable guys. I agree with you, and you always have to look at the situation. You know, yeah. what is this guy with his age, UFA, RFA, all that stuff. But I, I come from the old school a little bit too, and and again, great on the guys. Now I'm not that guy mm. that looks back and. Uh, I, I think it's awesome where the game's gone Ooh, now. Did they send out a rookie camp roster yeah. while we were on the air? That, they that would be sure did. classic DNVR. Okay, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you're good. What I'm saying is it's, it's again, it's like the job, but now contracts on projection, right? Mm-hmm. And I still have a hard time with it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, Wow. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you're eight, you know, what if it goes wrong? You know what I mean? Eight, what if we were wrong? Eight million and, wasn't eight million when you were. No, they, that's what I'm saying. And yeah. I'm not, I am not that guy. Listen, I love it. I, I love the essential oh. of the salaries and everything, but it's just still like mind boggling sometimes. And I'm not saying it's oh, not don't. warranted. He's a great it's, player. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying I still have my, forget about the player itself. It's those contracts. I'm just paying like, them for stuff they haven't well, done I mean, yet. Go back because yeah. you you were getting paid after you did. Right, it. Joe Sackett right. got paid after he did it. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, 31 was the UFA years, and that it triggers everything. It yeah. was so different. It is so different, but it just blows my mind now. And it's awesome and good, good on the players. I think it's yeah. fantastic. Of course, always always about player Absolutely. empowerment here. Absolutely. Um, so next one comes from your bad food take. <laughs> They want to know what your favorite type of cheese is. You know, I'm like, uh, we, we, 
Montreal's got a little bit of European flair to, to the city, right? And then I, I'm so I'm a big Switzerland guy, and you know, so we, we do this meal at home, like called raclette, and it's uh, listen, we'll have one one day, and you're gonna die. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable, <laughs> but uh, you know, it comes with raclette cheese, and raclette cheese is uh, it's like stinky cheese. You know, if I pull it up right now, Tiffany, we'd be dying right now. Like, oh my god, what happened here? But uh, it's unbelievable cheese, but it's uh, like it's from Switzerland, right? Mm -hmm. And then, uh, but it's awesome melted. Like, you know, not Ooh. melted, I would say it's not, you know, again, it smells, and but melted, it's awesome. So I would say raclette cheese is my favorite cheese. And, uh, you know, and then you go on the Gruyere side. You know, I'm a sophisticated cheese guy. <sighs> Gruyere. It's, it's so good. You're going to hate my favorite cheese thing because my favorite cheese is the string cheese that you get at the store. Oh, I love it too. <laughs> <laughs> my variety's like I've this, always, you know. We always have a bag of string cheese in the, for I snacks in our fridge. So. I love it. I usually We're going to have, have one, to find so. a cheese sponsor. Yeah, yes. we should. Baby Bell? Yeah. Call yes. us. We should get yeah, Baby yeah, Bell. Yeah, yeah. That's We're exactly have a it. right here. <laughs> Daily. There you go. All right, now so we're this, talking. This rookie camp roster, obviously it has Richie on it, as Chad mentioned, but yep. he like he was always going to be on yeah, that roster. Yeah, he was a lock for that thing. Um, I'm really excited to see Mbaro Zedlika, who was their, yeah, their sixth, sixth round pick this year. Yep. Seventh round pick this year, who did not make development camp. Because yeah, he was in... Czechoslovakia, or Czechia, yeah, or Slovakia. I forget which one he's from. I'm sorry, yeah. someone yeah. will be very mad about. Yeah. He's from he's from Slovakia. Okay, Slovakia. So um, he's gonna be there for it. Ivan Ivan will be there. Let's yes. go, Ivan Ivan. Yeah, and um, and then a couple of other guys: Jeremy Hansel, Gianni Fairbrother, Molinsky Sam Sam Molinsky yeah. on defense. Trent Miner and Ivan. Yeah, I was surprised to see Zigalov on that list. Yeah, not knowing where he's gonna play next year. Yeah, um, I'm like any any time you get an opportunity, you know. I think it's only good, and then a lot of the college guys, but also Oscar Olsen's going to be there. Yep, it's uh, having two firsts there. I think is the first time in a bit the Evs have had a couple of guys to to show up to the actual yeah. camp or rather tournament. But yes, Andre Pavel and Jason Poland, the college <laughs> guys that will be there as well as Sam Alinsky. Yep. Ryan Sandalin as well. I don't want to make it sound like I'm forgetting him, but he's just an AHL deal. So it's yeah, like a little those different. other dudes are on NHL contracts. Yeah, exactly. So I I do think it'll be an interesting look at a lot of those guys against their peers, though, right? There's it's, more guys that the, there's more guys that I'm excited to see than I was expecting. So yeah. um, Oscar Lawson is a really interesting you, name you because would it's love like love to see him dominate. This well, he thing. needs yeah. he really there's no excuses there. He needs to have a good year, like yep. a really good year. If we're going to continue to take him seriously as a prospect, so um, that's where you need to, like you said, this is where you need to dominate. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> well, that's a, that's a, that's the setting you need to dominate if you want to be known as a a top end prospect. And you know, obviously, it's a it's a little bit easier to play in those rookie tournaments than it is to play in the American League or the NHL. Obviously, so if you want to play in those leagues, you got to pop and you got to pop big time in those tournaments. I am not yep. learning how to say that super long ass name. Unless he's really good. He's going to have to force me to learn. <laughs> but I'm glad somebody's excited about him. That's you just, Yeah, exactly. You just call DLG. him GLG. <laughs> uh, on that note, we are brought to you by Snarf. Some of the best sandwiches oh, that dude. you can get in town. Every, this is the reaction everyone has every time I we talk Snarf about Snarf so much. Is everyone's like, oh, it's so good. I can't believe it. Uh, actually, I think they're going to be at the, the Buffs tailgate tomorrow if you guys want to try them. So. Uh, I believe they're our football tailgate sponsor yep. this year for, so for Buffs and, and Broncos. Broncos. So you got to get down. You got to try them. Uh, you can have a real sandwich. Like uh, a Cubano or a cold cut combo. You can have things like that. Or you can get a sandwich like me and be a total degenerate and get hot dogs and bacon on your sandwich. I, don't, oh, I, like that. I, I really don't understand what the downside is here. I don't know what, if that makes you a degenerate. Oh, my God. I'm living in a gutter, bro. <laughs> Those are the options you have at Snarfs. They have fresh ingredients every single day. You got to get down and try them if you haven't had a chance yet. Their bread is unbelievably good, too. I could probably mm. just eat their bread with, like, not a sandwich, just the bread. Uh, <laughs> They also have a couple of burger joints in town. If burgers are more your things, you can go check out Snarf's Burgers. Uh, tons of different options, of course. Head over to Snarf's today. Mm. You can download their app to get part of their, uh, what are they called? Like bonus points? I don't know. Loyalty points? Sure. Yeah. Let's go with that. 
when you sign up for their app, you can get $5 off any order of $10 or more. And of course, you can also get free stuff for things like your birthday and special events with Snarfs. So go get the Snarfs app today. Hit up our uh, tailgates to try their sandwiches and then become addicted and get them all the time <laughs> because that's what's going to happen. Uh, after that, make sure you're eating your Snarfs. Well, if you're not at the tailgate, at least while you're on the couch watching Fubo TV. <laughs> I watch it every day now. Yeah, you're. I have Fubo on every <laughs> single day in the house. On one, it's either on the TV or it's, it's on the second monitor up somewhere. Fubo yeah. is always on now because it's. It, I'm just playing. Uh, I've got one sport playing. Ooh, yeah. I, well, it's been the U.S. Open, I imagine. Well, lately, between uh, baseball, football being back, and yeah, that's football. Uh, the U.S. Now, yeah, true. and that's the U.S. True, Open. Yeah. I've had it on every day for something. Nice. You can sign up at fubotv.com slash DNVR. There's a link down in the description of the video, or you can use that QR code right there. They have over 140 live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV from any device that you own with Fubo. So it's super easy to be watching on your computer, like AJ was saying. You got to run out for a minute, pop it on your phone. You're good to go. One of the uh, best places for Colorado sports. Uh, obviously, you can watch pretty much everything you need through Fubo TV. Uh, they also provide a thousand hours of cloud DVR. So if you're one of those people who might be busy during the game, you can always record it and watch it when you have the opportunity. It's one of the things I frustrates me most about other methods of watching sports. Let me tell you, going into Fubo and clearing out the postseason series between the Avs and Kraken was cathartic. A it, bit, it, felt, it felt good to hit delete. <laughs> I did rewatch game six, but uh, yeah, it felt good fun. to hit delete on those and just move on. Get signed up today with Fubo. When you go to FuboTV.com slash DNVR, you can get 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Uh, great time to do it. As AJ mentioned, lots of sports getting mm. fired up right now. A lot of good movies, too. Oh, yeah. I'm not really a movie guy. but I like movie as background noise, and that's it's great for that, too. For sure. Scarface. <laughs> background noise. That's a lot of that's background a, noise. That's a really specific background noise. Uh, second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Let's get to our title question. Eric, I don't know if you you have any that you can tell on the air, but the people want to know the best locker room prank during well, your career. Well, I mean, there, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. I mean... And there's always one on each team, right? There's always a guy that's known that's nonstop. Sure. Right? Like I, I think nowadays you got Flurry around the league. Yeah. That's probably the best prankster, right? Um, there's always the old, like, I don't use a hairdryer. I mean, I don't have a lot of hairdryer, but, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't use it. I don't have a lot of hair, but uh, there's always the guy that puts the baby powder and the, the old <laughs> yeah. hairdryer. There's always one guy that just goes, gets out of the shower, and then, you know, he's trying to, you know, then he gets the shower of the the baby powder that's always fun you know what i mean obviously the water bottle tricks are good you know everybody gets caught on that one even though you know you know <laughs> that's coming i mean it's always the same there's a big thing around the league it's shoe check right at every pregame meal i don't know if you guys are familiar with that shoe check so it's uh no usually you're you're, you're sitting at a pregame meal you all eat together right at the hotel and there's always that's the perfect place to do it um you're going to send a younger guy to, to get an older guy and you go there with a bucket of ranch and you put it on their feet, you know what I mean? On their shoes and just spread it all over. And then, you know, without them knowing and, and then what? that's, you know what I mean? It's called the shoe jack. And then all of a sudden you go back to your seat, then everybody knocks like a, like at a wedding on the glass and, you know, with the, the, the spoon and, then all of a sudden, everybody looks at their feet. Sorry, I almost went through the door, but everybody looks at their feet and they're like, oh, you got to be kidding me. You know, and then it's like a veteran that got, you know, shoe checked. And then he's like trying to figure out who did it. And then, you know, it's kind of crazy because you, you got to be a little ballsy sometimes to, to do something <laughs> to someone. You know, you think if you're a young guy, you got to do this to McKinnon. It's not that easy. You know what I mean? And, then, and sometimes it's all set up, too. And when the guy's underneath, he knows that the guy's coming and they're waiting for him with a pitcher of water and just pour it all over him. The guy's <laughs> underneath there. Or they make you go after the coach, you know what I mean? Like, or something like that, the assistant coach. So it's a little crazy. Um, Mark Bergevin, you know, the former GM Montreal mm, Canadiens, yeah. he was a prankster, known around the league as the craziest guy to do pranks. I mean, and he loved being traded, and he got traded a lot because it was like 
new audience. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it was awesome. They don't know like, the pranks. He's That's famous. Right. He's famous for Fresh like, meat. you know, like, you know, on the road, there's always the stick bag there because you're leaving. You got to go to the airport and the bags are there. And then he would just lay in there naked and, you know, have the guys zip it up. And then he would, they would tell a rookie or a guy to go, oh, can you grab my stick out of the bag? And then the guy would open up and say, and here, hey, Bergeron would be like, hey, what's up, buddy? How you doing? You know, so, you know, those were those are crazy. But the craziest of it all, like the, the answer, like uh, is one of my dad's former clients, J.F. Sauve. He was a player with the Quebec Nordiques. And, and back then, you got to remember, social media didn't exist and internet and everything. And, and it was the biggest lottery ticket draw in the history of like Quebec and, sure. and, and the team was on the road and, oh, and then they went, Oh yeah. Uh, they were on the road. They went into his bag and then found his ticket number. And then, you know, as they were going to the airport after the game, they, <laughs> they, they went and they took the microphone and said, Hey, we talked to someone back home you know, on the phone and mm -hmm. the winning numbers, we have them. I don't know if you guys have your tickets here. And then, <laughs> So then here he is, he's taking his ticket, and then they read the winning ticket, and it was like something like, you know, 20 million bucks or whatever it is. And he almost had a heart attack. I, guess. I mean, the guys were like, so he was up. panicking like this, and then he, he got, he's like, oh my God, oh my God, I, I won. And then he went to the front, Michelle Bergeron was the coach, and he told him to go F himself. And you know, like, you know, he's like, he didn't play a lot that night. He's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm buying this team. And then he was like, he was going crazy, and then all of a sudden everybody's dying, and everybody realized, oh my God, then he realized it was not like he didn't actually win. <laughs> and, and, and I guess like the mood was just absolutely just unbelievable. He just went back down like this, and he had just told his coach to f himself. You know what I mean? It's, it's like so for me, that's the all-time greatest one ever. But uh, yeah, I mean, you got to remember, you spent a lot Dude. of time together, and then uh, you know, guys are pranksters, guys are crazy, and you know, that's there's a lot going on at the hotel too, and. <laughs> You know, with I room service it. orders, and I mean, it just doesn't stop. That's, that's what makes it fun, you know. That's that's a prank that I don't know that you could do as easily today because everybody has a it's they could check yeah. it on yeah, their phone, they could check on their phone and all yeah. that. Like you needed back then, you would have needed somebody to like, yeah. oh hey, we called back home and they did the drawing or whatever. But that's a tough feeling. You go from winning twelve <laughs> twenty million dollars to, to like what? This was a prank. Like what? You know, in three minutes, the, the emotions are. I high now have well. to face the consequences of oh, my actions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like oh no. There was a there was a uh, like a legal TV show in the late nineties, yeah. kind of a legal show called Ed, where like, yeah. the fourth episode ever. Yeah, they did that. Oh. Um, and they explored like the legal, like yeah. ramifications of it because the guy because the guy in the show like quits his job yeah. and like like divorces his wife like he goes <laughs> yeah. all in and he's yeah, like yeah. I hated my life I've now got money I don't need to stay in it anymore. And then, uh, well, and then he like sued the people who pulled the prank on him. Sure. And wow. uh, they, they, it was a really interesting, like, from a legal standpoint, like, what they, is there any recourse there? Yeah. yeah. It was, it was pretty cool. But, but there, yeah, knowing that some, like, it's very funny that he, Oh yeah, there's teams that there's, there's teams that don't stop. I mean, they, they don't stop. And in my first year in the minors, it was like, long story short is Joel Quinville was player coach on that team. And, and, and Crawford was, you know, for names <clears> that people remember, but, um, there was a strike at the arena in Newfoundland. So we played, if I remember, uh, I, I believe it was 71 games on the road. Because uh, we had no Jesus. home race. So it was crazy. So we were on the road the whole year. And I tell you one thing like, one time I came back and, and I know who did it. Uh, Mike Craig. Like, oh my God. His, his son is, uh, what is it, Ridley Craig uh, in Ottawa there? The prospect yeah. there. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. Great, awesome guy. Gregor was, uh, I came back in my room and, and it was just kind of pregame meal. And, you know, it just kind of, it just smelled like, it, it just didn't smell good in, in my room. And uh, and it was weird, and it was like couldn't figure it out, and we're walking around, and, you know, and my roommate and I, we were like, what the hell's going on? We're trying to open windows, and it's just like it's tough, like it was really tough, and it was just like couldn't couldn't quite grasp what was going on, and then uh, you know, finally we got, you know, I, I called like hotel, like whatever security, <laughs> like there's something going on with this, maybe it's in the vents or whatever, and so they did like a search, and I had this giant, we were in Halifax. Um, so we had parked ourselves there for a couple of weeks, and because again mm -hmm. we didn't have a rink, so yeah. so they found this big fish 
frozen fish like this big underneath my mattress and they had thawed like over but it had taken all I, I was unbearable in like it was unbearable it's so like messed so up good. and I know yeah. Gregor did it you know what I mean I, he's not listening right now but I know he did it so but it was crazy that year those guys were nuts we came back one time and I don't remember who it was but uh, his car at the airport was right there with unforced cement blocks Tires were gone. <laughs> like guys were, guys would hire guys to go and take those tires out. Like yeah, I mean, that team was nuts. Like we, we didn't leave each other alone. But it's fun. That's what makes it fun. And I think if you don't cross the line, like you know, obviously of, of of that stuff, but things like that are fun. It's what makes it like chaotic and fun. You know. So yeah, that. I mean, I got stories. <laughs> it's nonstop. You'll have to tell us a couple more yes, off air yes, later. Yes. Yes. Uh, next question. What? is your favorite NHL team that you love to hate and what team do you secretly root for that isn't the abs? Um, I'll go first. I mean, for me, it's easy. It's, you know, again, it's not cliche. It's the Red Wings. I mean, that's just, right. just by being here, it's fitting. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. You know, uh, it was such an unbelievable experience to be part of that rivalry it was nuts and uh and i know it's died down a little bit over the years obviously so i'm talking more like back then but i don't think it goes away you know it just doesn't go away uh a lot of respect for one another it's not what i'm saying but mm. but there's a lot of hatred and uh and i think the one for me secretly rooting for uh for for many reasons buffalo sabers um mm. i um I'm a big Donnie Granado fan. I mean, Donnie went through a lot of stuff off the ice over the years, and uh, I, I just respect the man so much. And I and I, and I like the fact that, you know, I think they did it right. I think they're on the right path, and you know, I think they're going to surprise people this year. I'm a big Devin Levi fan uh, in that, uh, and, and for me, it's like I just like what they've done. Um, and my dad, before he passed away, I'd become friends with uh, Alex Tuck, you know, yeah. in Vegas. And, you know, like I, I, there was a lot of admiration for, for Alex Tuck from him. And he really liked the way he carried himself as a person. I love, you know, the fact that he's he's in Buffalo. And I, and I think there's good people there. And I think they're going to do well. Tate Thompson's been unbelievable. Last couple, you could have had this guy for nothing a couple of years ago. I don't think that's the case anymore. Nope. I think we all missed the boat on that one, a lot of us. Um, so, but it's, uh, I would say, secretly is the Sabres. Like it. AJ, I know you're in the Hate the Red Wings camp. Oh, God, yeah. Do yeah. you have, you can't say the Islanders. Do you have a secret team? Uh, I can't say the Islanders. That's not a secret. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty well known. <laughs> um,. I don't know. I don't know that there's enough room in my heart for a third team. Only so many teams. There, Fair like, enough. I actually, I, I would actually agree that Buffalo is one of the teams that I'm most excited to watch this year. But I think it. I also think that that's like the easiest story to root for. Like city that hasn't experienced right. much success. Really, really. Just getting back to the postseason sure. is exciting for them. I think from a can they make the next step? Watching to see what New Jersey does next is going to be really interesting. Yeah. Because they've got they've got all the ingredients there. They they have everything that you could want, except a rock solid answer in net. Yeah, and I'm curious to see if they don't if they don't get really good goaltending. If they just get average goaltending through the you know the approach to the deadline, could they look? Do at something they there? Yeah. try and do something big like a Hellebuck? You know, because the Jets are going to be trying to figure out what to do there. Yeah. You know, and I think Hellebuck being out there, John Gibson being out there, some of these guys that that might be available, it's not often that names like that shake loose at that position. And so I I do wonder, you know, is this where Tom Fitzgerald just decides, okay, I've I've done the gathering of the assets, like Rob Blake has the last couple of years, where now I'm going to consolidate some of them and I'm going to get aggressive and start trying to fill holes. Uh, the, the Kings are another team that I would put right next yeah. to, to the Devils. Can I they agree take the next you step? The Kings for sure. Especially because they're spending $2.5 million on their goaltending position this year. With, what is it, Cam Talbot and Phoenix Copley. Yeah. That is a gigantic chance that they're taking at that position. You can understand where New Jersey is coming from with Vanacek and Schmid. There's both some of those guys there. Yeah, both yeah. of those guys have, have some level of a track record of, of being pretty good at times. Whereas Talbot is an extremely known quantity. Yeah, right. He's yeah. very known, but he's 33. He's had injury issues, and he's never been a full-time 
high-end starter. And Copley before last season had never was it was a journeyman like age barely or? even a backup. Yeah, like he was just a, he was a third-string guy. That's what he was last year. Yeah, when they had Jonathan Quick and Calvin Peterson, that they looked set at that position. Things changed quick. It all fell apart for them, and it just seems like. It, it almost feels like Rob Blake just like forgot the position and then ran out of money. Like, obviously, you know, he didn't, but it's such a chance that they're taking yeah. that those are the teams that um, I guess are my like, I can't wait to watch them this year to see how these like, I, I love when team because every team has to take a chance somewhere on their roster. Yeah, you can't make a perfect team. Or you're open like Vegas last year, right? Thompson Hill. I mean, exactly. I mean, you know what I mean? And, they won. I mean, I get and a this is lineup, a lesser yeah. to a lesser yeah. extent because they won yeah. the cup. There's no pressure there, but yeah. they gave Aiden Hill real money yeah. for two years. We're about and to find out. We're yeah. we're going to see. Has yeah. has the Aiden Hill thing just been waiting for a chance to break out because he got an opportunity in San Jose after yeah. his short Arizona? Like it looked like it could be pretty good. Yeah. But everybody looks good in Arizona, and then they leave, and are they still any good? Is a has been an interesting thing over the last five to seven years around the NHL. Yeah. So, um, I would say those are the teams that I'm keeping an eye on as my like secret like rooting for, like to watch. Also, I really like watching Edmonton, but not in any way rooting for them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's take this question another way. You're kind of listing teams that maybe there are potential to take the next step. Do you think there could be a team that surprises? this year by taking that next step forward uh, again i just said buffalo i i, I do think buffalo mm. I, I do think that i hate saying that again again he's not listening we're not putting pressure on him but <laughs> devin levi for me he's gonna he, i do believe he's gonna he's got to be the he's got to figure yeah. out yeah. he might go in the, in the american league at the start he'll figure it out by november december and he'll be the guy and i do believe this guy's got the makeup to be a goaltender of the future in the NHL. I, I love the way he, he just approaches the game, the way he plays. Um, I do believe that that's what they need, obviously. Uh, you know, some strong um, goaltending. You know, that team had been lacking a little bit. No offense to people that were there before. Yeah, but it's just, I think they, they yeah. got to take a step there. And I think once they do, they'll be dangerous. And, yeah. and I do like... Uh, you know, I know people talk about Senators. You talk about Sanderson signing. You know, I just, I don't know. I don't think they're there yet. I think in the East, the team to make that leap is Buffalo, even though it's a different question than the question sure, before. Sure. It's the same answer, uh, same team, Look, not the same it, When answer. a team's missed the playoffs as long as they have, it would be a surprise for them to get in, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just think that they're, they're going to, you know, they're going to be that team um, that's surprising. Maybe. maybe again, they're not surprising so much anyway because people are starting to talk about them. They're and, still plus money to make the postseason. I so think, okay, still, that's what I'm saying. It's, so like it's not betting, that much of a the surprise, betting market still has them on the outside yeah, saying we yeah. don't expect this to happen. Okay, well, I, I, then perfect answer, right? Yeah. You know, and then and in the West, I don't I don't see any. You know what I mean? I just don't. You it know what feels like, pretty chalky. Yeah. I, I, you know I, the I mean? only the only like real wild card that I feel like exists out west is how does the coaching change change the Flames? Sure, because that's a team that has a lot of really good NHL players yeah. on it, and because if you go and look at their top nine, you're like, "This is a good forward core." You look at the defense; this is a good defense. And yeah, and I, Markstrom in net should be like, is he going to be the guy he was last year? Is he going to be the guy that he was two years ago? Yeah. There's such a huge it's, gap it's, for him to fit into the middle of yeah. those two extremes that yeah. how good are the Flames if that's the case? Kind of the opposite, right? There's nothing they could do that would surprise me. They could go down in flames, pun intended, and I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. Or they could win the or Pacific. Or they could catch and fire like, and win the Pacific. <laughs> there it is, there it is. But maybe, 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 maybe that's why it's like maybe not a surprise, you know, because yeah. I, I do believe they're good. Yeah. I, I, so I was more surprised last year of yeah. how they went. You know, for me, uh, I, I do believe that that's a solid team. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I think last year was uh, not the real Flames. I, I, I mean, there's obviously that ended up being there, so they were the real Flames, you know. But I do believe that. Again, if you ask me, like, oh, if they're in, then who's out, right? You know what I mean? There's always that question. Right? Yeah. You know, but I do believe that a normalcy, that Flames on, if you look at it, is a solid roster. It is. You know? Yeah. On that note, if you guys aren't aware, there's a big fiery ball of flame up in the sky. 
Called the sun? Yeah. Nice. And you probably want to have your shady rays on if you're going to be looking anywhere near that thing. <laughs> to protect from the giant... Ball of flame. Ball yes, of flame. Indeed. So go get your shady rays. Maybe that'll make watching the flames more palatable this year for you. I don't know. The flame ball protectors. There you go. Perfect. But perfect salesman for shady rays right there. Uh, you can go to shadyrays.com. Use the code DNVR when you order two pairs or more. You'll get 50% oh, off Lord. your order. They have dozens of different styles and shapes of sunglasses, something for everyone, and you can give them a try. First 30 days, if you don't like them, you break them or you lose them, they'll replace them entirely for free for you. So you got nothing to lose. They've been rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Go check them out today. ShadyRays.com with the DNVR code, or check out their brick and mortar in the Park Meadows Mall. And then when you are out on the road and someone isn't wearing their Shady Rays so they crash into you, make sure you get Bacchus and Shanker. Go to coloradolaw.net or call 222-2222 today. If you have been injured in a situation that's not your fault, car accident, you were injured at work, if this winter you slip on the ice and someone didn't ice their driveways correctly or something, any of those situations. The Hell ice, yeah, go after your neighbors. Yeah, take them down. Take the neighbors down. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get litigious. Uh, they are very, very good at getting you the money you deserve. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients over the last 25 years over at Bacchus and Shanker. Uh, when you give them a call at that two number, they'll give you a free consultation. If they think you have a case, they will take it on for nothing up front. You do not pay these guys until you win your case. So you really have nothing to lose here. Go give them a call. Visit coloradolaw.net. Get what you deserve with Bacchus and Shanker. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. So much sugar. It's a lot of sugar. It really is. So much sugar. Uh, all right. Moving away from hockey for a second, favorite cereals, oh as in the breakfast food. I so I will go long stretches without eating cereal, and then I will rotate between Reese's Puffs, Life cereal, and Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So I'm still very much a child when it comes to my <laughs> cereal tastes. I uh, yeah, I I don't eat a lot okay. of cereal. I would say O's is mine. Okay. OHS, you know, like uh I like those. My kids are I would say they're frosted flakes and fruit loops. You know what I mean? That that would be what's in the what, house, you know. Do you eat breakfast often then? I would say I used to, not anymore. <laughs> I'm trying okay. to do that fasting thing. You breakfast know, but, skipper. Uh, breakfast it. skipper right now, you know. But uh yeah, I'd say those are probably my favorite, uh, but in the household right now, it's Frosted Flakes and Fruit Loops. That's not true. You ha we, we have a Fairlife chocolate milk once in a while for <laughs> breakfast, true. right? Yeah, With extra right. protein, right. yeah, yeah, chocolate like milk those. for breakfast. I like those. I like those protein shakes. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't like to eat breakfast as much as I prefer to drink it. Ah, um, well. Because I just don't, I'm usually not very hungry when I get up. For the first like three or four hours, I rarely eat like a substantial, like I'll, I'll, that's when I get like a, a cheese stick to go, you know, but uh favorite cereal, probably corn pops. I always really love okay. those and cinnamon toast crunch just cause let's yeah. go. So good. It's so good. I, it's so weird. I saw a, a thing for O's last night and forgot they had existed. Yeah. And I was like, man, I forgot how much I loved those. So they're was, not everywhere though. No, they're, they're not. not everywhere. Like Target has them. And then I, I just can't find them at my regular stuff, you know? So. Yeah. You stock up. And I eat I, breakfast I, at noon most days. I can't so. even tell you the last time <laughs> I actually had cereal, though. It's been so... I never uh, eat it. I never eat it anymore. Which sucks, because I always really liked it. I was like, oh my god, there's so many good cereals. But I don't anymore. Uh, Semi-hockey question, I guess. You guys are in the arena a lot more than I am. One thing you would like to see added to Ball Arena? A practice facility. Yeah. I feel like that's a cop-out, but all right, I'll I mean. It. Seriously, though. No, I know. Because I know. I, I would also, like, I guess from our perspective, I would also say, could we bring back the other press box? <laughs> because jamming us all you into that one side is quick. very yeah. frustrating so that they can have a president's suite or whatever they call it that is largely empty. That frustrates the hell out of me because they were like, oh, we're doing renovations. We're going to make it so much. And then they were like, by the way, no, it's never coming back. So selfishly from a media perspective, just more media, like more room to sit. Because during the playoffs, 
anybody anybody that's covered a playoff game will tell you they carve out a good chunk, yeah. like the section right next to the press box. They carve out seats and just put tables there, yep. and it's awkward and it's uncomfortable. Nobody likes it. Um, not even during the playoffs when Montreal comes to visit, they bring so much traveling media, both French and English speaking, that they have to use part of the regular seating in the press box for the radio crew, for the French radio crew to set up in the press box. Just yeah, people just type it away right next to them while they're calling the game. And so I would say ball arena like that. It has to be one of the worst press boxes in the league. It's rough. Uh, for for an arena that they have invested so much money into upgrading over the last decade, you know, starting with that the, part with the, with the mega been, jumbotron, yeah. and then all the like the new locker rooms and all the stuff they've done for the Nuggets and Avs, um, there's been so many upgrades. Can we please get a little bit of love? <laughs> a little bit of love. Stable Wi-Fi was an enormous jump. <laughs> But a little bit of love there. Yeah, it's a tough press box. I agree. And uh, I, I think for me, because I totally agree with that uh, when it comes down to ball arena. Um, but when it comes down to maybe any stadium in the world, like they got somebody's got to figure out like the bathrooms. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Between periods, like for fans and stuff, like I. I walked a concourse and I'm like, just like, wow, like, how do people do this? Like, mm-hmm. this is an absolute, like, mayhem. It's a horror I mean? show. I don't know how you can fix that, but if somebody comes up with, you know, again, we didn't know what internet was back then. Maybe somebody figures out, like, a way to, you know, do bathrooms in every stadium <laughs> in the States or worldwide. So the wrapping around the whole oh, building. Oh, my yeah. God. It's absolutely crazy. <laughs> I don't know how you fix that, but uh, it's a big problem. I like it. I like that answer. Uh, I talked about this one a little bit with Megan last week, I think. But you two, any thoughts on the PWHL and the future of the women's league? I hope it goes great. Like yeah. I'm, I don't know a whole lot about it because it's been with them having separate leagues for it, so it, long. It, it was a really big barrier for entry. Well, if, and it, if you think that's a cop out, I'm sorry, but it's just true. It was really hard for me to try and follow one while there was another going on and not knowing. Where are the best players going to be yep. and what's happening here? Like, I'm, I'm, I guess, uh, I guess on one hand, I'm glad to know that there's a centralized place for my rooting interest to go. Yep. On another hand, I'm pissed that the Connecticut whale no longer exists. Yep. And it sounds like they did a lot of those players dirty with yeah. the way that they voided contracts that they had signed now in a lot of play. And then they gave preference to one group of players over the other. I think there were a lot of issues with that. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't, I, I like, like the real nitty gritty of the details. I can't say I know enough about it to feel super strongly other than I'm excited that it the, feels like we're moving in forward. the long term. It's going to be for the best. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think it was a really ugly process to get there. I mean, and the, the battles that they had been in for such a long time were really rough. Yeah. Um, but I, I think now I have a better opportunity to really put meaningful energy investment into it. into it yeah yeah because i i want to i want to support the women's game i want colorado to get a team yep i want there to be a larger expansion i mean i want to get a wnba team in denver and it sounds like that's at least in the discussion now yep i want the women's game to continue to expand and get more attention because i mean when you watch the women's side of things and say the olympics or whatever it's tremendous it's, trem- it's, it's tremendous. great yeah it's yeah. tremendous and so I think having that on a on a local level would be fantastic, and I really, really want it to work. And, and maybe I'm talking not knowing all the facts, but <coughs> pardon me, my take on it is um, <coughs> maybe I need that Red Bull. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's um, empty, and you don't want to drink mine. No, no too much sugar. <laughs> uh, um, sounds like it's one ownership, right? You know, I mean, it's it's one, and yep. and what it does is there's continuity, there's solid blocks a little bit everywhere. I like the way they did it. Uh, they went and got some some big names mm. in the, uh, female male uh, around the hockey world and named their GMs right and then mm. if we saw the last couple of days they they were able to name three players right yep. that they're uh, we're gonna be the anchors and, and and I like the fact that they're doing some they're we gonna be about make some 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 real money now right you know with uh, that's the idea have, yeah. right you have three players that can make 
above a certain amount and mm -hmm. uh, everybody has to make above a certain you know floor uh which i like and, and i like the fact that you got you know mary uh, philip poulin which is a oh big name in montreal killer. obviously she belongs in montreal and i yeah. think it was right the you know nurse in toronto mm -hmm. uh, hillary knight in boston and then you got Kendall Coyne in, uh, I want to say, Minnesota, right? You know, stuff like that. I think they're in the right places, you know, to, to market the, the superstars of, mm -hmm. of, uh, of uh, you know, women's hockey. And then, and I think now they're going to, next step is is introduce the coaches, right? I, I know a couple guys, actually, that have been approached. I, I don't want to say if it's a done deal. I don't want to put my, you know. <laughs> but I do know that, you know, you're talking about, you know, guys. The again, I there, know yeah. the male, you know, I, I, there's a nice mixture of males and females and, um, obviously, the coach in, in Montreal is a legend in women's hockey, right? Silvajo, and then she's the GM, and um, I don't, I don't know who the coach is going to be, but um, I do know that there's some, 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 some solid hockey names that are going to be named coaches of those teams, and mm -hmm. I think it's going to be exciting. And for once, like you said, they're doing it right, and I think that they're going to have a little bit of stuff to back them up and and, and to be able to, to survive and do it right, you know? What I mean, and then just go up from there instead of like hanging on, like you know, like you were saying for the yeah. last couple of years, and and it's tough to to get yourself involved in in watching it or you know whatever it is because it wasn't that solid. This seems yep. to be solid. This will be fun, and uh, they certainly have some 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 firepower in the names I just you know Knight and Coin. Yeah, you know, definitely. And it's fun. It's gonna be fun to watch. Okay, uh, I think we have one super chat to get to. Uh, Melanie with the $10 saying, welcome, Eric. Thanks, DNVR, for all you do. I love the daily podcasts. So much to learn. Appreciate it. Melanie, uh, always here supporting us. Melanie's uh, always so positive. Yeah. Nice. She's, she just definitely wanna, brings the positive I just want to wake up one day and feel like Melanie does all the time. <laughs> uh, chat, if you have any final questions for us here, get them in right now as we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can get your Breck brew down here at the bar, eight different kinds on tap, or at your local liquor store anywhere in the United States. You don't have to be local to be drinking Breck brew. Uh, use the Breck beer locator online to find it near you. Football is back, so why not get yourself a Broncos country, right? Now is the time to, to jump on that train, at least until week four when all hope is lost and they're 0-3 they're or something. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> tweeted you yesterday. Yeah. Like, <laughs> by the time the Av, uh, the puck drops on Av's season. It might, the, the football might be yeah, over. <laughs> Broncos season might be done. I mean, it's, I think, I think it's permanently buff season while Prime That's is true. here. Yeah. But um, Broncos season may be a thing uh, that we don't care much about by mid-October if it goes a certain way. Uh, and then we're also brought to you by Foco. If you want some Broncos <laughs> bobbleheads, if you want some Avalanche merch, they have licensed apparel for pretty much every major sports team in the country. You can go to Foco.com, use code DNVR to get 10% off your order, whatever it is it might be. Of course, they have nuggets as well. Uh, they've got you covered. They've got a bunch of cool stuff. I mentioned the bobbleheads. They'll have stuff like pins and Crocs and, and all sorts of interesting doodads and knickknacks on there or you know you can just get shirts and, and jerseys and things like that so go jump on that um also be sure to check out the dnvr.com consider becoming a diehard and supporting us uh as we uh start to ramp up for this avalanche season uh we got a lot of cool stuff planned for the next couple weeks i can mm -hmm. tell you that much for sure been a little sleepy on the site for us yep. for a little while, but that will We're change. We're about to turn it up. Big so hurry, yeah. You can check that out uh, with your annual membership. You also get a shirt, uh, free, sh free shirt included with your membership, which is literally like that's half the price of your membership covered by the shirt. So. Looking forward to making a few more of those this year. Yeah, we have a couple ideas in the bag for, yeah. for shirts this year. We'll have to get Eric some too, but yes. Uh, Speaking of the website, definitely got to check out Megan's yeah, article. Yeah, Megan just dropped a, yeah. a piece interviewing Eric. So if you want to learn more about our, our new co-host, go check that out. Uh, again, thednvr.com. Take a look. Have a read. Enjoy the content. Uh, all right. I'm, I'm, I refuse to answer the deadline plans of the future. You can't <laughs> make me. I have a question. Uh-huh. Um, specifically for Eric. Yeah. If you had Chris McFarland's job. Yeah. What would you do with Devon Taves? Boy. I know I mean, I'm putting you on the spot. No, no, no. no. I, I like it. I mean, I, I think that your window to win is so small. I mean, when I say small, obviously the abs is a little bit bigger because of their 
their core guys being locked in, right? For for and then being younger, yeah. right? They're not older guys. It's not like you know they're in their thirties. You're talking about Nate and and Kale and those guys. You know, Miko. Um, I, I think you just go for it. And that for me, Devontae's is something that's going to work itself out, or he's just gonna they're going to win the Stanley Cup and he'll price himself out, and you have to move on from him. Because for me, there's no sense to to try to get something and then you know obviously your team now is because he is a valuable player and then all of a sudden whatever mm-hmm. you're going to get it's not going to be as it's going to be youth or probably something like that right i mean obviously um unless you make a hockey trade right because you need a forward or but then all of a sudden you're de- i mean I, I wouldn't do that that's yeah. that's what i'm saying so i wouldn't touch it i think uh so you I just let it ride you let it ride let you just hope for the best and yeah, who knows and uh, things can change and you know as you know uh and then the next year the you know, you either made a decision and you got rid of of somebody else. You know what I mean? At, at that type of money, um, yeah. whoever that might be. You know, it could be a forward too. It's not just a D. And then, um, and then you hope for the best. I mean, it's a stupid answer. Hope for the best. But what I'm trying to say is, they're in the window to win. Yeah. And you just go. I mean, that's what I mean by hope for the if, best. You hope you go win. If he says he wants eight figures, do you do it or do you let him walk? I mean, that <laughs> again. That's you know, <laughs> it's he's gonna be. I mean. He, Guys, watch on the press box. And yep. This guy's gonna get. He's gonna get the money. I mean, he is going to get it. Yep. And, he, and and he deserves it because he's he's won. He's uh, he can play with a high end partner like Makari. He can play on his own, right? That we've seen. So he's gonna get the money, whether he gets it from the Avs or he gets it somewhere else. He's getting it. So you'd be comfortable just letting it ride for the year, and then if he walks, he walks, and that's just life. That's me. Okay. And I come from that background. Would you, know you, I mean? you know, you know, to to drill down deeper into this a little bit since we have a few minutes? Um, yeah. Would you say Josh Manson has a tough year? Yeah, we've had he's been he's had two years in Colorado. It hasn't yeah. gone very well. Yeah, would you try and free up space by trying to move him or buy him out? Would you would you do different things to try to keep Taves first, or would you just say, you know what, at the end of the day, it's just too expensive. I'm not. I'm, I I don't want to risk not being able to sign Bowen Byram in two years. No, or I, in I, a year. No, I think you try to keep him. I, I do believe I'm a big Taze fan. I mean, it's uh, it's one of the greatest trades in the last ten years for me. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. Whatever it was, it two seconds. Two or, seconds. Yeah, that's yeah, it. That's, yeah. I mean, that's that's robbery. You know, that's great job by, you know, Joe C Mac and the guys back then. And you know, I, I think you try to keep them. That's what I mean when yeah. I say hope for the best is you're trying to keep them. Whatever the chips fall or injuries or is it Manson, like you said, because of injury. I mean, again, it's been injuries mm-hmm. too. And, you know, obviously it's a stomach thing, right, or whatever it is that with Josh. And, uh, yeah. and I'm not saying he's, he's getting ri- they're getting rid of Josh Manson. That's not what I'm saying. But yeah. things change, right? Things, uh, you know, one play can create injuries. And next thing you know, then your your path is a little different with, with Taze. But I think you go in there knowing that, first of all, to your team, uh, it's tough to say. I, I've never liked that where you're getting rid of your one of your key pieces, you know, for futures, and when you're trying to go win. And I, and, well, yeah, but you got to think about the future. At the end of the day, I think the future is now, and you yeah. go for it, and you go win now. You know what I mean? And I, I think that's the approach they got to take, and that's why I like Tampa. You know, the way they approach things. And, yeah. You know. It, yeah, I mean, it seems pretty. Unless the guy is McKinnon, McCarr, Rantanen, maybe Landeskog. Uh, you're taking Taves over whoever that other guy you might be moving out is, right? Yeah, well, and and I think the other wild card in this is what does Bowen Byram do this year? Because if Bowen Byram has the kind of year that we think he's capable of... He pops off for 50 points or something, all of a sudden it's a whole lot easier. Does it make it easier to move on from Taves? Or is it almost... Does it almost say... This is the true so strength of our team. We also in, happen to have some great forwards. Lock in the gut to your we defense. Have, yeah. We have Taves. We have Makar. We have Byram popping off now. And then we have a really solid, reliable guy in Gerard. And we can figure out the rest from there. You know, we've got Sean Barron's coming. Yeah. You know, whatever. But that, that, so I think. AJ building a team from the defense again. With, I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, but what did they win with the Stanley Cup with? Not, like, I'm not saying you're wrong. That's true. I'm not like, saying you're wrong. Like their defense, they, you know, the, you saw the proof of concept in that cup final. No Sam Gerard, but Bowen Byram was so good yep. in the cup final that you could see where that three headed monster on defense kind of. Uh, became too much for Tampa Bay because they couldn't. And Josh Manson was a very good complimentary piece. Jack Johnson and Eric Johnson were both solid. They were like, oh, yeah. they they were guys that fit that did their that did their jobs, played their roles. But at the top of that defense, there were three guys 
that were doing the heavy lifting that, for that sure, were yeah. that were your impact guys, your really high impact guys. And those are the three that you say, we're going to pay them. We're going to keep them. We're going to worry about the rest. Like, even if that means you have to move Sam Gerard at the end of the year, because I think that's, that's a conversation where I don't think it's, it's not a palatable thing to move Sam Gerard at the end of this season and find a similar forward contract and just say, we're going to swap. We're going to do a one for one. We're not moving Sam Gerard for futures. We're going to yeah. move Sam Gerard for the you know, this a, hole in maybe a little bit of a cheaper it. forward so that we save some money, but we don't just open up a hole in our roster True. that we then need to pay to fill elsewhere. It's, it's, it's not different than back then. When I go back then, I, you know, Sackick, Forsberg, wah. Then you had Blake, and then Foot became that Taze guy in my book. I'm talking about as far as value. I'm not comparing the players. I'm talking about yeah. as far as value to their team, to that team. And everybody else that came close that was making the money, they were gone. Not because they were bad people, you know. Mm -hmm. They didn't fit into that thing, and I think it's the same thing here now with you know McKinnon and obviously Gabe is part of that conversation and and uh, Rantanen and McCarr. And now you know who, who's your other guy? Is it you know is it Taze? Is it Byron? Obviously Byron's younger than Taze, but mm -hmm. how do you fit in? And then somebody else is going to need to go. It's just it's life, right? Somebody. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way it that's is. That's the business. But Same. I think that for me, Taze is. You know, and I'm a big foot guy. I'm a big, I mean, it's numbers in the rafters for a reason. You know, he's as valuable, you know, to, to those teams that footy, obviously different player, but mm -hmm. he's in that category. I mean, Devontae is, is in that category of, of being valuable to, to, the, to that group. I think it's, it's a tough one to just say like, oh, yeah, we're going to move on, you know, for me. You know? Yeah, well, and I also think, you know, obviously Devontae has benefited from playing next to Kel McCarr. But you also look at Devontae's away from Kel McCarr in Colorado, and he's been exceptional. And that's where you, I, I think that some of Devon Taves' value gets underappreciated ever so slightly because you have the top one defenseman in the <laughs> NHL that having also having the ninth best yeah. defenseman yeah, in the NHL gets buried a little it bit. It starts yeah, to, yeah. you know, it feels like McCarr is the real guy here. And you're like, totally. But you have the number one. Defensive I, pairing in the league. Yeah, I mean, you have the best number one pairing in the league. There isn't, for my money, there is not another pairing around the NHL. I think there are better defenses in the league. I like, I really love Carolina's defense, for sure. example. Uh, Minnesota puts together a great defense every single year since their inception. But you have the top pairing. Your best players, the strength of your roster remains. Your best players are just the best players it, the sport has to offer. So I think moving yeah. on from that is if if you have to make that financial decision, sure. Yep. Like we understand where it is. If it's ten if it's ten million dollars a year and he wants a seven year deal, you probably can't yeah. do that for a guy that's thirty years old and you just say, you know what, go let Buffalo pay you or whatever, yep. right? Like whatever whatever it's gonna be, and then you 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 do lean on Bowen Byram, but that's that's where I'm. I just I think it's such an interesting subplot to the entire year is that this Taves conversation lurks under the surface of everything. The, the, look, we put Taves in the top fifteen abs of all time. <laughs> yeah, we and did. Every dude on that list except for maybe Duchesne that got traded or left were sitting here going, Damn, I wish the abs could have held on to that guy for a little bit longer. Yeah. So don't make that mistake with Taves. <laughs> yeah. Well but it, it's all about circumstances too. You know what I mean? In my book and well, there's two parts to it. Kale, nicest guy in hockey, we know that. But the way he talks about Taze is it tells you a lot of, of <laughs> what he thinks of that player. And then to his circumstances, meaning Bowen Byron is younger than Taze. Taze's contract puts him into the 30s where, you know, so there's circumstances there where you have to look at it and go, oh, if you have to, if you get down to the fact that you have to make a decision, I'm not saying you make a decision between the two, but I'm saying, that's where maybe Taze falls off a little bit, you know, because mm -hmm. the guys, he's, he's a bit older than those main guys. And mm -hmm. obviously, Bo, that's pushing. So I, I think that if you look back and and sometimes you make decisions because that that's what you got to do. And again, yeah. that's another day again for another podcast. But, you know, I'm a big jury fan. And it's probably one of the trades that people don't yep. like and understand. But if, if, if I can help out with that one, and I'm not saying it's it's not a mistake. I, I Big, my dad was a big Chris Drury fan. Uh, Drury fan. At the end of the day, it was him or Milan Hayduke, and and that's what you do. And next thing you know, Milan Hayduke is 
wins the rocket richard and his numbers in the rafters and and that's what it was because at the end of the day it's it's a, it's a money thing and it's a fit thing and it's yeah. like guys become they're not young anymore, meaning mm -hmm. they've been in the league three, four, five years now, and then it's like this: they command a certain amount of money as they should get. Yeah, you know of what I mean? But they're not going to get it there, and then and you got to make a decision, and and that's what you do. So I think these guys are. It's a little bit similar there, but on D, right? You know, instead of yep. forward. But I think if Devontae's is not here, um, it's because of the circumstances of compared to Forsberg when the lockout started. Yeah, he's the one that his contract was over. Yeah, the other guys. It's not because. My dad loved Peter Forsberg. You know what I mean? Just and and, and that's money, why, yeah. he, right? It's just, it, it, the other guys were there and the contracts were done. His contract was done. And, yep. and footy is the same thing. Mm -hmm. And then he went to Columbus and, and that's what it was. It's not, it's, you know, it becomes not a personal thing. It's, it's a course. financial decision, yep. right? Yeah. And, and I think Devontae's is going to be, that's what's going to dictate if he's an avalanche or well, not. You know, and I think you're right. Talking about the Sanderson deal, yep. you look at that and you say, I don't think it affects Devontae's. Yep. No. But it has a, Big effect on Bowen Byram. Mm -hmm. Because if Bowen Byram has the kind of year that we think he's capable, he's eligible for a new deal next summer. Yeah. Yeah. If he puts up 50 can, points, Sanderson's contract is the floor. The, like, well, and that's the deal that you try to get him on yep. moving forward. And if you get Bowen Byram on an 8x8, eight eight, and just in this world, you yep. get him on an 8x8, eight eight, you also know that it's coming in the future. Mm -hmm. It's still a couple years away, but you're going to have Kale McCarr making $12, $13 million on his yep. next contract. Yep. Can you do that with Devontae's making nine or ten? Can you spend $25 million, million yeah. on three players? It's funny because some teams are not afraid to give the eight-year you know, eight, uh, contract, where some other teams, they push for the bridge deal. Because they have those, given out a lot of eight-year yeah. deals in, I mean, in but, the but last it's, it's something you do, and it is what it is. And then you get pissed off if you look at different teams because you're like, oh, my God, my they don't like me. They don't love me. My team doesn't like me. They only give yeah. me a bridge deal. You know, it creates, it creates a little bit of dissension around the league. But it's funny because some teams – Push for it, and some teams don't. They'd rather be on their, you know, their bridge deal and, and go from yeah. there. Well, and I think Byram, I think the Avs would have loved a long-term deal with Byram this summer, but it knowing just wasn't that in the cards. they would have had to give a Sanderson-like deal. Okay, yeah. great. Let's they give that deal out. That's the deal that Byram is on. You feel wonderful about it over the eight years. Yeah, great. Let's take five million dollars worth of players off of the current roster. Yep, and you are now way less competitive because you made that decision, yeah. knowing that Byram is still going to be an RFA at the end of it. It's such a and, and how all of this works in with Devontae's, I think, is such a fascinating. Yeah. Because Colorado owes big raises to Kale McCarr and Miko Rantanen over yep. the, you know, in Next the future. Three years. So when you say, years, okay, yeah. well, the cap is going to go up a bunch, sure. So are those guys' salaries. Yep. They're going to get paid. Like the Avs are going to end up with between Miko. McCarr and McKinnon, they should end up with three of the top ten yeah. salaried players Certainly in the NHL. Three dudes making eight figures at minimum, and they yeah. should all be on eight-year deals. There yep. should be none of the six-year nonsense. Yeah. Again, those guys all need to be on. You are forever abs at this yep. point. Yeah, agree. Kind of deals. If they're going to give Val Natushkin an eight-year deal, you have to give Kale yeah. McCarr an eight-year yep. deal. I'd, I'd be willing to bet the abs will try and give that guy a ten-year deal if they were allowed. Uh, Fifteen. <laughs> yeah, like they like they're not even. They're like no, we're good. We we want him forever. We won't want to ever have to talk about this again. The Rick DiPietro deal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, more like the Duncan Keith deal. Let's go with that one. Turned out we, a little better. We yeah. do have to get out of here for the day. We appreciate everyone hanging out with us. Uh, Hope it was a fun week. I think I think we did some pretty fun shows this week. But uh, we will be off Monday for sure. An abbreviated or a different schedule yeah. next week because the things are happening is coming that weekend. Um, so it, we, I'm pretty sure we'll be off Tuesday as well, but not 100. percent We're definitely off Monday. Yeah. Uh, so we will see you when we see you. I guess. But we appreciate all of y'all hanging out again. Keep it posted next week. Next weekend there should be a lot of stuff coming your way. Uh, we hope to see you soon, and we'll talk to you later.